Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Perth to Paisley podcast discussing Heart and Midlothian Football Club. The Jambos extended their unbeaten run to nine matches with a performance that was about as good as my co-host's arithmetic last week when they were held at Gayfield drawing nil-nil with R. Broth. I am one of your hosts, the always angry Adam Kennedy, and I'm joined by the mathematician himself, Mr. Daniel McIver. How are we doing, Daniel? Right, I've got a few issues with this intro. Number one... Is it no only eight games or is it nine? I was convinced it was nine. Well, I probably don't have my second point if it is nine because I was going to be like, "Why are you pointing at my maths when yours is wrong?" But if you're actually right with nine, then it kind of defeats the purpose. But regardless, I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks, mate. I'm now doubting um, how many how many games we are. I'm just going to go on and check that. Um, <laughs> Well, that's fine because One, I have two, a little thing that I need to six, put in. Seven, before eight. Yeah, that's the start. ninth. That's the ninth. So, okay, it was ninth. Great. Well, <laughs> loving it. Um, basically, just a quick thing before we start. I know I'm not the host this week. However, I want to apologise because at the end of every podcast, I always say um, thanks for listening. And if you have any messages for us, Give us a shout on Twitter, Facebook, through the email, YouTube and stuff like that. And basically, I say all that and I've never actually checked the email. And Adam, it turns out we've been getting a lot of correspondence through the email. Yeah, we have. I, I actually checked it before uh, before we came on air, funnily <laughs> enough. What, 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 what point were you going to raise from it? So, I was just going to say a massive thank you to individuals like John Gillen which just the amount of comments Jim Brunton as well if you guys are still listening which you probably only after we just never responded to any of your messages but to you two and the other individuals that have been emailing us with comments about the show it really is much appreciated please do not think we were just ignoring you it was just me doing no admin work so I wholeheartedly apologise and from now on, I will actually pay attention to the email, which is perthpaisley at gmail.com if you want to get in contact. But we to get that in right at the start. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually delighted you brought that up. I thought it was just me that was reading them this this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, do, do I bring this up at some stage? And I thought, no, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just try and sweep it under the carpet. So I'm glad that you've, uh, you've mentioned that. Of course, if you do want to chat hearts occasionally with us too... Um, that isn't, you know, just words over email, um, then by all means you can do so courtesy of Big Hearts Talk of the Tune Calls. Now, if you're a regular listener, uh, you should know the script by now, but if you're still lost, then you can head on over to bighearts.co.uk forward slash programs forward slash talk o the tune. The O is on its own, all hyphened up. Um, and, I mean, we've explained enough, but... Hopefully, uh, hopefully you understand what we're what we're talking about in in that respect. However, the primary talking point is the action, or should I say, lack of action um, up north at the weekend. Hearts headed up to Arbroath to take on the Red Lichties at Gayfield, having struggled up there last time, uh, nicking it one 0 courtesy of a, a Craig White and winner. However, having won back to back league matches, I think Hearts headed north and were quite rightly confident, um, myself included. Was it any surprise for you, Daniel, to see an unchanged 11 for the third successive match? 
I'm not surprised, however, in terms of I understand why, but I'm surprised in the sense of that it's the first time it's happened since 2016, which is an interesting stat considering so many people pick up on Robbie's inconsistencies, but that proves that kind of since he's left, there's been no one with consistency as well. Yeah, it's, it's been an underlying issue, hasn't it? But then I suppose it's not really a surprise when every single transfer... Shit. Well, every single transfer window, we also sign a good 10-plus players. And True. obviously, <laughs> everybody's uh, demanding that playing time. So that's... I mean, it's absolutely no surprise to me. Um, I think my only, uh, my only annoyance heading into the game was... Gary Mackay Stephen really keeping his place. I'll, I'll continue to bang that drum that Jamie Walker should start. Um, I, 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 I do not care what anybody says at this point because I'm just I'm just going to vent and get this all off my chest. I'm going to kick off with my immediate thoughts, and you can tell me what you think because I'm not I'm not getting involved in now. I'm going <clears> to <throat> let you do what you <clears throat> want to do, and then we'll get into it. Right. Okay. <sighs> because. I spoke, to, start. I, I spoke to you just before coming on here saying that I watched the highlights. 97 seconds long. Ne- or basically just over a second per sort of minute in the match. It shows an Arbroath sitter and a big Nando header from the first half. Then in the second, it shows an Andwele shot, a sliced Arbroath clearance, which very nearly turned into an own goal, a chance which Liam Boyce looks as though he should score, and a header from a corner that sails wide. Five shots on goal, two on target against one of the two part-time teams in this division. Now bear in mind, we lost to the other in the Betfred Cup after extra time. One of, realistically, despite not winning it in 60-odd years, a trophy that we can win every season, or should be challenging to win every season. What an embarrassment. And I don't want to hear... I know that you... I'm not saying that you're guilty of it, even though I have seen some of the tweets. But this attitude of, oh, well, we are shite, but there's others that are worse. I think it just skips over the primary point in that sentence and that we are abysmal. Absolutely horrendous. You know, I'm a Foundation of Hearts contributor. I'm starting to wonder what my money's actually going towards. Nil-nil draws with a football club representing a town of 22,000. I live outside Pennycook and it's an estimated 25,000. Could you imagine the embarrassment if I saw Pennycook Athletic holding hearts to a nil-nil draw? You know, supporting hearts is a roller coaster. Of course it is. We've had highs, lows, you know, Champions League to obviously this dross in the championship. But in the 22, nearly 23 years I've been alive, this is by far the worst state I've ever seen this football club in. And I won't hear any different. We are class at sugarcoating shite. You can say, there's no need to worry, we're unbeaten in nine, 16 points clear at the top of the table, but what does it matter? We've drawn four of those, four of those nine. This should be fucking wrapped up by now. You know, after the game, folk are saying it's fine, given Dunfermline lost and Wraith drew. Are they off their heads? That makes it all the more frustrating. You know, we're two, three wins away. How has it even ran to this stage? There's popping up Facebook memories of the time when Rangers and Hibs were in the championship and we'd have sealed it by now. We've drawn to Queen of the South away, Morton at home, Inverness away, and now our broth away. We've been beaten off Dunfermline and Dundee away and Wraith at home. So the two Tynecastle disappointments, that's fine. You know, these can be seen as one-offs. And to be fair, the Morton game, we weren't that great. 
Wraith deservedly took all three points. But what's the excuse for the six shocking away day displays? Seven if you count the aloe embarrassment in the Betfred. We can't just keep blaming the weather or the pitches every week. It's the same for both teams. Teams that we claim that we're better than. You know, we're expected to walk this league. And to an extent, we are. But we've had points taken off us or been beaten in other competitions from eight of the other nine teams in this league. I said a couple of pods ago that we're limping towards this title and I won't hear any different. I think Saturday's the living proof of it. You know, I watch the highlights and you watch the game. It's just possession for possession's sake. There's nobody willing to take matters into their own hands. We don't carve out any chances. The lack of movement's so apparent. There's no pace. There's hee-haw there. It's so slow. And it's no surprise anymore, no matter who we come up against. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. <laughs> right. Well. My blood is boiling. My turn. Listen. Before I say anything else in response, Saturday, I watched 23 minutes of it, right? I watched from around the 10-minute mark to whatever 23 is from then. And 33. Then I turned off and was like, okay, whatever. It's, it's... Yeah. I, I wasn't actually struggling with the maths. I was just... <laughs> right, listen. <laughs> Given your track record. Right. This is unfair. I'm getting attacked through all angles here. But Saturday was probably the worst performance of the season. Oh, without a doubt. Everything, not just the result, because we've had draws, as you mentioned, but in terms of the opposition and the general stats that came with it, it wasn't like it was a 0-0 draw where we had 20 shots and 17 of them were, were on target and the keeper was fantastic. So... I want to preface all of what I'm about to say with that Saturday was unacceptable. It can't be replicated. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. No one who is about to be... No one who in the couple of days that we've had since then who have attempted to be positive, no one has simultaneously went, yeah, it's fine, and that was fine. Like Everyone who's tried to be positive has said that was irrefutably awful. However, this this is my point. We are walking this league. There is, there is no ifs or buts about it. We are 16 points clear currently. Now, people go, it's not really. It's only 10. Now, I have two responses to that. One, fine, let's say it's 10. No one is making up that 10. But secondly, I don't think it is 10. Listen, this obviously we can come back to this and see, but I don't think the teams with games in hand will get maximum points from those games. So I think it is at least 10 points that were clear. I'm not saying it is definitely 16, because I think one of the games Wraith and Dunfermline play each other, so it physically can't be uh, 16. It could be 15 if they draw, but you know what I mean. However, I have a stat here. So... Since the 36-game format was introduced in 1994... Bear in mind, we were playing 27. Sorry, can I just say? Yeah, of course, of course. Not a single team has got above two points per game without winning this division. Right? We are currently well above that at 2.19. To finish below two points per game, 
we would need to drop, of our last 18 points remaining, we'd need to drop 11 of them. Which, personally, I don't think has happened. <laughs> and, even then, we'd have a points total which would win the league 26 times out of 27. Yes, we've been awful at times and well, well worthy of criticism. But stuff about teams doing us favours or the only reason we are on top is because other teams haven't put a run together, statistically is just not true. We have won this league on our own merits. Now, the response where people say, as you mentioned there, that uh, Dunfermline slipped up, Wraith, did Wraith win at the weekend? They drew. What was there? Were there. They drew. They drew. So, they both dropped points. The only reason with that, blah, blah, blah. My point is this. As I just said, I don't think that is the reason we're winning this league. I think the reason we're winning this league is because we have won more games than anybody else. But secondly, that is also how league titles get won. Rangers just now are champions because they have been the best team in the whole of Scotland across the four league pyramid and one of the best teams in Europe statistically. But they would not be currently champions if Celtic also didn't fall off a cliff. Because often what you see with um, title races between Rangers and Celtic is that the league's won in the old firms. With the occasional slip-up from a team where... It kind of happened last season where Rangers actually did okay in old firms, if I remember correctly, but they slipped up against like the draw with Hamilton. They got beat away at St Johnston, I think. Beat away at us. Yes, exactly, exactly, we beat them, whereas Celtic just won all the other games. So when people use the argument, well, the only reason we're at the top is because of other teams, it's like, well, that is how you win titles, because otherwise you would both be neck and neck for the whole season. But to get to the more kind of nitty-gritty point that you raised, that it's not good enough, Saturday's performance was not good enough. However, I personally, as I said I think it was the podcast with Cami was the first time I said it. It may have been earlier, it may have been later. But I would have been happy winning this league by a point. I don't care about the performances generally in this league because as long as we win it. See, if we'd finished second, then it would be panic stations, absolute nightmare, what is happening. But we've not. We're walking this league. We're not doing it in a style that many people want to, myself included. I would love it if we win every single game 5-0, blitzing everybody, and it was hashtag over by Easter again, right? That would be great. But with the current squad and the years of mismanagement behind us, we physically can't do that. Now, that can be a mix of... The squad isn't physically good enough in many cases. But then also, secondly, I think there is an element of, and this can be debate, I'm not saying this is a positive or a negative, I'm just saying this is what I think. I think there is an element of most of our players have went, that's the league now. So therefore, and maybe they, maybe they had that from the opening day of the season. I don't know. Obviously, no one can know that apart from the individuals. But I think there is an element within this squad that just went in this and went, well, we, we're going to win this league regardless. It doesn't matter. And that has been shown to be the case. There is currently so many fireworks going off right beside my house. I don't know if you can hear that. 
I'm very sorry if you can, but it's really frustrating me as I'm trying to make points, and there's just fucking red, white, and blue. So I wonder whose fireworks they are. <laughs> I was gonna, cra- I was gonna crack that exact joke. It's funny you say that because I'm also worried. Dusty's gone on some mad barking spree. And I was worried that she was getting picked up as well, so God she's knows just, she's She's on. just worried about you and your blood pressure boiling over. <laughs> but, so yeah, to to summarise the point, because obviously we're going to get much more in depth with this, but we're, this is like a legal case. Adam's made his opening argument. These, I'm going to close my opening argument here. Saturday was not good enough. But, in the grand scheme of things, we're on the right path. It's just got to take time. But the thing, the thing that annoys me, is what Robbie comes out and says. Like I watched, I watched his reaction to it on Hearts TV. Mm-hmm. He says we didn't perform as well, or we didn't perform as we'd like to. I mean, talk about an understatement. First half, <laughs> we're blaming the wind. The second half, he says, and I quote, "The wind died down, and we got a wee bit of football played. We got a wee bit of football played." You know, he's talking about not having a build-up in the central area. We're playing a diamond in midfield. If we don't take control of that central area, then players need dropped. It's as simple as that. You know, the whole point that we discussed regarding the diamond is that ultimately the full-backs provide the width because we're over-flooded in midfield. We can't break down a, a, one of the two part-time teams in the league. You know, there was talk on Twitter that the man of the match was a welder. A full-time welder. I don't think he was, though. Wasn't Halkett man of the match? I don't care. What does it matter? We're just drawn away at our broth. Well, that's the point. Well, it matters if you're trying to make the point that the that the part-time guy got man of the match. But if then one of our players got the man, man of the match, you can't even go, well, it doesn't matter who got man of the match. <laughs> well, it's our centre-half as opposed to our striker or... And, uh, you know, somebody that's contributing in, in an attacking sense. Robbie then mentions going on to try and win the Scottish Cup, go that step further than the two previous finals we've been in. Is he trying to pull my pisser? You know, we'll, we'll be, be doing this. I will say this. No. We've been shit for three years and got to two semi. It got oh to two cup finals God. where you could make the argument we should have won both of them. Oh even my. Been absolutely rubbish. Right. Let's. Let, no. Come on. In a season where no. we got relegated, no, we got to on. the cup final. Yeah, right, okay. I'll let you have that, given the run. The draw in, the draw that previous season, 18-19. Come on, mate. Come on. Oh, no, I've got, I'm not saying that it's a merit on what he said. I'm saying I get what he means, where much worse Hearts teams have got to the final. Uh, listen, we'll be absolutely nowhere near it if we can't carve out opportunities against, with all due respect... Our broth FC, but this this is where we're getting more into the debate because the debate then turned into on Twitter, where we will go back to it because there's individuals I want to speak about, but just kind of this general point. Um, people went, we're fucked for the prem. We're absolutely knackered. We're either going to be bottom six or relegation fodder. And then I tweeted that thing because there was a thread on kickback that just blew my mind. It was. That's the final straw. He has to go now in regards to Nielsen, which I just think is insanity. Like, if that's your final straw, do you know what football is? Like, surely one of the losses 
should have been the final straw. Al on the bet trade was exactly. Worse. That's worse. That probably was. <laughs> that's certainly on a par. But that was terrible. I think it's worse because, especially if you take into account that actually, unbelievably, we moved further away from our opposition. I, I, again, hey, listen, that's only due to inconsistencies amongst that the chasing matter. pack. We still did it. So I think the Alouette oh my god, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. So that's my point. I don't think that I don't think this weekend was worse than Alawa. Alawa was so much worse. That is the worst part of this season for me. Because that was a loss to a part-time team in a competition that, as you said, we should be winning. I I can't I cannot I cannot do this pod this week. Honestly, I'm actually I'm actually. So you think this just that last weekend or this weekend past was worse than losing to Alawa in the Betfred Cup? They're certainly on a par. It's certainly up for debate. I I think that's a wee bit hysterical. I think one of them was in a one of them was in a league campaign where we got a point in a terrible game where we should have won, but we got a point and we solidified our position. Should have won. How should we have won? Riddle me that. No, in the sense of in the sense of the confidence that went in. We are hearts. We should be beating our both every time. I don't mean the actual game. So does that not make it worse? No, because we should have beaten Alawa and we got beat off Alawa in a competition that we that many Hearts fans say every single season we should be looking to win. That's much worse than a random nil. We drew fucking one all with Dumbarton last time we were down here away, <laughs> and we needed an 89th minute Callum Patterson header to equalise. Like that's when it's bad. But we've done Barton. But hold on, but hold on a minute. Hold on. We won twenty nine of the thirty six league games that season, if my memory serves me. And this is the thing that I kind of wanted to focus on. That team is the greatest team in the history of the championship, right? Uh huh. I think a lot of the problems that are facing Robbie is is comparison. Comparison is to that. I get that. Currently. Going points per game, we will win the league ten, the equivalent. Because again, as you said, it's less games. But if we continued on the points per game across a thirty-six game season, we'd win the league by ten more than Hibs and five more than Rangers. Yet there was no and fucking Rangers were down here for two years and Hibs were down here for three years. And yet there was none of this hysteria around Rangers and Hibs when they came up. But the general point is. People compare us to that team, which I think is unfair because Robbie made a lot of good signings in that and then there was also a number of youth players who had already had a season to solidify themselves and then played really well together in the cohesion unit and became the greatest team this league has ever seen. We were never, with the four years nearly of mismanagement that we've faced under a variety of different coaches go to do this again but that squad's all young guys no but how do you mean well i mean if, if you look at it at media outlets talk about this heart squad you know that we should have and for want of a better phrase piss this league with the squad that we've got the talent available that team 14 15 had a couple foreign imports you know, I, I even look at the midfield. Morgano Gomez and Prince Boabin were free transfers. What have we shelled out on Aaron McInef? But, but, but this is the thing. Surely, surely we had less money then than what we have now. 
Robert. I don't know. I, d- I, I, would, I would assume so. I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an accountant, but surely to me it seems as though it was harder then than it is now. Well, this is the thing, right? The average age of this squad right now is 29, right? That's old. In football the average terms. age of the 14-15 squad was 28 and a half. Is it as old as that? It, this is the thing that I just... Mind you, Neil Alexander was in goal and he was about 40. He was, at the time, he was... 37? 36. Close. So this is the thing. But, like, Gomis was 29 as well. Pilardo was 28. Boabin. Uh, Boabin was... He was a bit on the young side, but he was 26. Um... And then a lot, most of our strikers were pretty young. The highest was 25, which was Zfuk. Um But then there was individuals like... Ah, I'm choking as I'm getting... So, oh, yeah, Scott Gallagher. <laughs> Forgot that we <laughs> brought him in. Who the fuck's Bryn Harleywell? Jerry's laddie. Aye, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but... This is the the general point that I'm making is I think it's harsh to go look at what we were doing last time when also you have to take into account in the league a lot of people are going well there's our Broth and Alawa in this league well there was Cowden, Beath and Dumbarton in the last year one of whom we smashed 10-0 this yeah, team, exactly. this team don't have a 10-0 in them but that's what I mean see that team in 14-15 that's one of the greatest Hearts teams I've ever seen I wholeheartedly agree. That that was a great season, a thoroughly so enjoyable season. Th- no, no, no. But I include the the year after in the prem as well, when we just added like Jum, Juanma, and stuff like that. No, that, right? we just that, made. I that that sort of era. I'll give you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm not going to compare this current era to that at all because it is nowhere near it, and that is mostly in part to years of mismanagement. Now, we will go into individuals because, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Liam Corbett. That's well, a fucking thing. That's a first. I was, I, I, was going to say, before we get into the individuals, mm-hmm. it just seems to me as though we're in a better place now than we were then, and yet... The... I disagree. How? Because Why? we've been relegated off the back of being shipped instead of administration. But look at the money that we've got in comparison to back That then. makes it worse. Right, Because we've exactly. mismanaged it. No, oh, Exactly, for years, we've we've wasted money on so many individuals. I don't mean under Robbie, I mean... No, from under Robbie's departure, From Robbie's departure till Robbie coming in, think of the turnover. For example, you, episodes ago, you were annoyed at the high turnover, and you're totally justified to be angry about that. Because... We must have one of the highest turnover of players in that time in the whole of Scotland. Oh, we've probably got the highest turnover probably since we've been alive, even if you take it back to the Mad Vlad era and all the Lithuanians coming in. Yeah. I reckon we like, must be up there in world football. But that's the thing. You can't, which we as fans were saying throughout it all, and speaking about the lack of incons- uh, lack of consistency with team sheets, you can't build anything when you have that level of inconsistency. You just can't physically do it. And what that meant was, you hope that you at least solidify. You go, okay, can't really build on anything here. And Robbie left us in a full season in third and then left us physically in second. So you go, well, 
technically there isn't much to build on from here. We're probably only going to go down, but hopefully we don't go down that far. It's maybe to just third or fourth solidify, maybe fifth at a push. But we got fucking relegated. So that squad was in a much better place in terms of the atmosphere, the ambition, the belief the project, everything like that. Now, I think we are in a position where we can start to build that project, build it around Nielsen, because his MO at the start of this season was get us out of this fucking league, and currently we're 16 points clear and with three wins away, less technically less than three wins away from doing it. It doesn't matter, and I get the point where it's like, shouldn't it have taken us this long? And it shouldn't have, but that's the situation we're currently in, and we're going to do it. It's not like we're not going to win this league, like some are suggesting. And I'm just, I'm just left totally bemused. We've won fourteen of twenty-one games, which is, you know, all right. But again, it just feels like it should be more. And when he talks about the Scottish Cup, had we had the league wrapped up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been bothered about the weekend result. But we have got the league. We have got the league uh, wrapped up. That's the thing. Oh. So, so you're telling me you think we, we're not going to win this league? Is that no. what you're saying? Because no, otherwise no. the league is wrapped up. Hold on a minute. No, we are. I'm just worried by what he's come out and said after the game where he talks about Brora saying that it's a similar like playing surface and all, all that. It's like a similar type of game. A similar type of will. game. I tell you what, if we yield the same type of result, you can forget the podcast next week. I, I'm not talking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm simply not because I'll do a solo show. It'll be class. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm the host next week anyway, so it'll be great. Oh, oh I'm dreading it. I'm, I'm, what he means how, by how, that how, is no, but how, how can I feel nervous for Brora Rangers away? They're in the Highland you League. Feel, you actually feel nervous. Yes. What? Why? We've drawn nil nil away. Our broth. We've created. We've had five shots in ninety minutes against our broth. Eighteen minutes, on average per shot. We've already spoke for about half an hour. What is that? Yeah, this is going. This is going to be a long show, by the way. If you hadn't realised, I know you're all looking at the timeline, going, "Yeah, we know that." But this is going to be a fucking long show. I, I, I've got to be honest here. Knowing that I was hosting, I was shitting myself because I watched the highlights and thought. How on earth am I going to carve out an hour of this? Of this absolute dross and nonsense in front of me? Like, what is that? I'm not nervous about tomorrow night. I am. This. Half half the first choices are are out. What what That's gives true, what gives you what still. gives you belief that we'll go? What do you think the score will be? Because I'll tell you right now, we're not scoring more than two goals. I mean, if Ab- it's absolute max. Now I'm fine with that. I'm fine with 2-0 oh, God, Mate, in the season we won the cup We beat Auchinleck Talbot With an illegal goal 1-0 at home <laughs> Didn't he give me any shit About the result It's a fucking cup game I don't care what the right, score okay. is As long as you go we, through We also beat Celtic at Hamden Do you see us beating Celtic at Hamden this, With this current I know I know Celtic well, in the state I know Celtic in the state No, that wasn't my point my point was, that's a bit of a weird comparison considering we were physically two kicks away from doing it. So yeah, I think we could at least give them a game. Because oh. we already even, have. Even so that's when, kind of a null Even when they point. appoint Chris Wilder or Eddie Howe or whoever it is. They're not going to do it. They're going to appoint Alex Neil. More on, more on him later on, but 
I'm telling you, that's true, actually. I just, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not impressed. Oh, also, oh, I don't think Celtic will get the cup final. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said there's every chance of that, but I'm t- I, there's no point even talking about these other teams actually, because I'm more concerned about us. <laughs> I am. We are. We are <laughs> think, terrible. We are a terrible really football funny. team. Absolute pish. We're properly at the stage now where we can see our thoughts. I don't give a shit. So I just find this. I found it funny at the weekend. Part of me. Part of me found it really oh funny. Oh my god! And it just makes you this angry. Because it makes me. Because find it, it funny. is. It's infuriating. <laughs> I wait all week for this. I've waited all week for a nil-nil draw up at Gayfield against Arbroath. Don't worry, we've got three games this week. Oh my god, like that's any sort of consolation after ni- that 90 minutes. <laughs> Do me a favour, honestly. Right, anyway, want, um, you, you, you said you agreed with Corbett from This Is My Story. In what sense? Yes, you were wanting, sorry, to, you were wanting yes. to talk about individuals, so sorry, yes. the floor is yours. It was, it's, it's a more general point that then leads into individuals. Corbett right. said on Twitter, uh, you can simultaneously be disappointed and angry with Saturday while simultaneously wanting Nielsen to be the manager. You can simultaneously be pro-Nielsen and disagree with his tactics. And Corbett finished off the tweet with something like, sorry, Corbett, I'll get a message with how badly I've misquoted you on this. But it was basically going, some of the anger towards the weekend's performance was very justified. Some of the anger was not. And I fully agree with him on that. That's very much my view on it. I've disagreed with a lot of what Robbie's done this season. I've disagreed with personnel that we will now get into. But never once has the thought even entered my mind to get rid of Nielsen. It never has at all. Now, to focus on the individuals, and focus on one individual we mentioned at the, right at the start of the show, I have a statement for you, Adam. <laughs> I know what's coming here. I know exactly what's coming here. What is coming here? The individual in question, I believe, to be Gary Mackay Stephen. It is the individual in question. Have you gone back and listened to the episode that was titled Wing King with Excitement? Maybe I have. I fucking knew it. So, I, in it, speak about how I am at best... So Can I just say, thing. can I just say, wait, because you did go back on your word. And don't say that you didn't, because you did. In a later episode. No, that's fine. No, this is the, no, this is the thing. I've oh, got the God. full summary of the two episodes in a tweet. <laughs> so, initially, when we first spoke about it, I was against the Gary Kai Stevens signing. Very well documented. He then signs, and I put it on Twitter, going, I'm happy with this, because he's an improvement of what we've got. <laughs> right? Then, that week, I said the exact same. I said, I... I kind of was thinking short-sightedly and didn't think of... I was thinking of the bigger picture, sorry, going, I don't want him for the future. But then, as you said... Took some great convincing from me. Yeah, he's an improvement on what we have. So people on Twitter tried to send me screenshots of that, going, well, you were clearly buzzing with it. And this is my point. I was happy as I viewed it as an improvement after being convinced by Adam. This is the statement, right? (laughs) Elliot Freer has been a better signing than Gary McKay-Steven. So far. So far, that might change, but currently, Elliot Freer has played eight games, got two goals and assist. Gary Mackay Steven has played eleven games, got one assist. And missed such a sitter that it almost cancelled out the assist. <laughs> he has been diabolical. 
so far. And I'm done now. Shut up. <laughs> I'm done now giving them the benefit of the doubt. Where it was like, listen, he's not played in ages. He's coming back across to a different game, even though he should know it. But fine, I'll give him benefit to that. There's no excuse now. He's been here for nearly three months. He's been training every day, and he's played eleven times. People wrote off Elliot Freer quicker. I am one of them. They're both shit. But Elliot Freer statistically has offered more. And I will say this for Elliot Freer, which I've always said: I don't think Elliot Freer is a very good footballer, but he at least tries. I, I don't think you I could knew ever say. You were going to say that. You could never say about Elliot Free that he doesn't look like he's giving a shit. He might not be, but otherwise he's very good at pretending, if that is the case. <laughs> but Gary McKay-Steven doesn't even look interested. So please don't take this as I'm saying, Elliot Free needs to come back at the team. No, I'm fine with Elliot Free not featuring. But I don't want Gary McKay-Steven to feature either. And he might be different when he's had a full pre-season <clears throat> under his belt. He might be. I don't know. But to be honest, I don't really care. Because my point was, he's not a good enough signing for the future. So I was like, he'll do a job for us this season and then we can look to improve next season. We're now in a situation where we're... Yeah, he's not doing that and we're hoping he'll improve next season, which is the worst nightmare for me. Because I'm like, no, we we can't rely on a 30-year-old with no legs anymore to get us moving up the pitch. And it's been proven even at this level. Listen, I, I I get it, and with a statistical breakdown, I'd, I I would be inclined to agree. But I just think over the course of their careers, Gary Mackay Stephen has proven himself to be a talented footballer. Um, and obviously that's not come to fruition at Hearts just yet. But and it hasn't come to fruition at a number of clubs, such as New York City. Why, Sean Donnelly, if you're listening, he pointed this out to me and I went, how have I never thought of that? Why, if he was such a good player still at this level, why did New York City let him go? I think that's a bit harsh on the the MLS. I think the MLS is a shocking standard. (laughs) Have you ever seen that quote from Higuain? Where he was asked why he came into Miami and he went, I'm here to retire. (laughs) And then Ibra was asked about him and Carlos Fea. And he went, um, and he was like, oh, Ibra, you're doing very well here, but Carlos Vea's also really doing well, and he's like 28, and Ibra just went, so at 28 is the prime of your career, where was I in the prime of my career? And they were like, "Eh, you were in Europe? And he was like, yeah, I was winning league titles in the biggest leagues in the world. Where's Carlos Vea? He's in the kiddie league. Don't compare us. The MLS is a bad quality of league. So They They have individuals who are good. But generally, I don't think it's good quality. Right. So hold hold on a minute. So you're telling me that no other Scottish club was interested in Gary Mackay Stephen because they're. I'm were. not saying that. I'm saying that he didn't do very well at Aberdeen. My Aberdeen fans were delighted. He didn't that they do didn't very well at Aberdeen. From I'll be totally honest. I couldn't tell you what he did at Aberdeen, but from Aberdeen fans I have said that they got a couple of good out of every ten games. He played really well for one, all right for two. And then was average to poor in the remaining seven. Wow. Again, I don't because this is the thing. You are much more. I will hold my hands up and say this. You're far more educated in Scottish football generally than me. Because I don't watch anything else. That might be the nicest right. thing you've ever said to me. Probably, to be honest. 
Um, <laughs> see, even when we're in the Prem, I don't watch other Premiership games. I watch any I like... Scottish football that's on. See, I I only watch Hearts. <laughs> Friday, Friday night, I, I was watching Hallow versus Dundee. Why? Why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> Dundee, can I just say? Good Lord. They're meant to be our nearest challengers. They, they're somehow even worse than we are. My goodness. I mean, it's because they've got James McPeak as the manager. Oh, dear. I think that answers oh, the question. Oh, dear. Honestly. But just... But... Oh, that... Gary McKay, Stephen. He's been terrible. He, ha- he has. But do you not feel as though... And I know this might just reek of optimism. But there is there is more to come and that we've got a performance or two around the corner. Because, I'll be honest, I, I've, I've always thought of him as a winger. I don't think number 10 is his game. He himself says he's better through... He likes playing through the middle. So, oh, but wh- where has he I said that? I agree with you, by the way. Where I is, agree with you. Where he has said, he said he that? He said it three times. He said it when he signed for us in the Hearts TV interview. He was like, I like being played through the middle. However, I can do a job all across the three. Then he said it when he was explaining why he hadn't quite hit the ground running yet with the evening news, he was like, listen, I'm still working to figure out my uh, position. However, I do quite like playing through the middle. Then, two weeks ago, after the game where he missed, he was in an interview with Barry Anderson, and he was like, I much prefer playing through the middle, but I can do a job on either side. Can you, Gary? You've not proved it yet, mate. I agree with you. I would rather have him out wide. 100%. I just... Uh, uh, well, here's an interesting debate then. At number 10, in their current condition, who starts? Gary McKay, Stephen, or Jamie Walker? Well, just now, I'd pick option C. <laughs> Which is? that was, Can I just say, that wasn't the two options that I gave you. But, <laughs> but what, what is said option, said option C? I've said it all the time. Oh, it's Aaron Mack and F, isn't it? Well, that's one of them, or Scott McGill. However, someone pointed out to me, and I went, "Oh God, yeah, I wish we'd recalled Connor Smith." It's not not a bad shout, and I noticed that we've now got a selection headache uh, for Brora, given Michael Smith away, and there's no other recognised right back at the club because Jamie Brandon's Perpensky's injured. Pesky's playing there, and Bear is going oh, to be in the middle. Somebody telling you me now. Off. I, I, do you know? I honestly think that you're right, and I'm dreading that as well. But listen, see if I had to go with either GMS or Walker. I'd pick Walker, but I don't think Walker would do as well as he's done off the bench. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I wouldn't be, can I just I'm say, not happy with either. At, at the weekend, why are we bringing him on with 15 minutes to go? Yeah, see, this is what I mean. How, how, how is, how is that I mean. a sufficient time spell for him to carve out chances and contribute? Absolutely. That's where the Corbett tweet comes into it, where it's like, I'm fully... Fully, 100% behind Nielsen. But there are things I disagree with. Apparently, A.D. White and Castanier actually came on and did quite well. Um, Fowler gave them 7 out of 10s in his seven out of 10s. ratings. For the ha- Think about it, though. That's the one. They only had a half. Actually, Castanier only had 25 minutes. So To be fair, I saw Fowler suggest that we can finish in the top five next season. Well, this was the thing. Don't see that I either. Gonna, I, I, I do. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Because okay. there's another individual. Uh, two individuals, sorry, that I want to speak about. Um, one is another midfielder. And one is a centre-half. Um, as I said, I think Fowler gave uh, Halkett man of the match. And he gave him a seven as well. And he said he would have given him a six. But he gets an extra point 
for the amount of times he had to clean up after Popescu. Because apparently, Popescu was horrifically bad. And yet, this is one of the few games that we've kept a clean sheet in. It is. But that's because they seem to do absolutely nothing. It's a funny old game, isn't it? (laughs) Um, But yeah, Popescu got a four from Fowler, alongside Gary Mackay-Steven and Andy Halliday, who is the other individual I want to speak about. No doubt. Because we speak about GMS having 11 games, and you speak about um, that some players get in through consistency and just other players seem to just get in because of who they are. And now, I don't want to say that I agree with you in the sense of that he's only getting in because Robbie signed him, but I can't logically think of any other reason that he's getting in. 100%. Because he's been awful again. No, listen, I I came up with that that justification reason because I'm I'm in that exact same boat. I, I don't see how he can remain in the side. And... I've just I just expected so much more from Andy Halliday, and I'd, I've been let down, and I don't want to hear him come out and say that the players have let Robbie down. You know, look in the mirror yourself before you're out slewing the rest of your teammates. So I know. Imagine being like Liam Boyce or Smith, and you've got the that. cheek of this prick just arriving, and he's giving you shit. That's what I mean. Like, I, and again. I'm always that person where it's like, I don't care what people say in the press because I know it's it's not what I actually thought. But that's one of those things where it's meant to get the fans on site. It's meant to be like, listen, we understand that we're not living up tonight. But it's like, no, Andy, I wanted to hear that you individually understand that you're not doing enough. Ah, it's, because It's all right blaming everybody else. When or you, just, or when lumping you, grow you all set together. And, well, grow a set and, and show that you're, you know, worthy of criticism as well. It yeah. just, it, it baffles me. The, the talking to the wrestling is a funny one because how many times have we seen it from a Hearts player in the build-up to, like, a derby or after kind of a general disappointment saying that they're looking to make amends? And literally every single response just about that you go on to, like, a Barry Anderson tweet or somebody similar is literally slowing the player saying, why don't you do your talking on the park, for instance? It, honestly... That sort of stuff just depresses me when when they when we come out and say that. And for Andy that's Halliday, I mean, that's why I just don't care about what people say in the press because it's like I'd much rather you just talk on the park. Uh, but they don't. No, of course they don't. That's what I mean. So that's why I just kind of be arsed with folk who just who say stuff in the press constantly and then never actually live up to it on the park. <sighs> I think I think we've we've said enough on the the Arbroath game. Personally, we we've spent forty seven minutes <laughs> somehow. <laughs> no, but I I was I was going to ask you because we we touched on it briefly there. Um, one of our loyal listeners, Rick, is a Preston North End fan, and North End parted company with Alex Neal at the weekend. Um, you're obviously a firm Robbie fan. I know that there would be talk for Alex Neal. I mean, personally, I think he's Aberdeen bound now that obviously Derek McInnes is away. Um, and my Celtic mate Ryan suggested, <laughs> well, is basically adamant that he's going to Parkhead, but I can't see that. Um, 
just for the record, I know that he's obviously worked with Joe Savage before. I I would have been all for this personally. If we had a vacancy, yes, I wouldn't get rid of Robbie Nielsen and bring in Alex Neal though. That's fine. Just just what just, just merely I, wanted your clarification. Yeah, mate. not because not because I don't think he's a good manager because I think he is a very good manager. And he is if a very he goes good to Aberdeen, manager. I think he'll do very well at Aberdeen. Yeah, um, I yes, think so it'll suit him. Um, but as I say, I, I want us to build a project with Robbie, and I would rather that than I like see if we were in the situation where we were in the summer, where it was like Stendhal's contract up, and we're looking to get a new manager. I'd be fine without. I'd I'd be more than fine. I'd be really happy if Alex Neil yeah. came in. But I wouldn't replace Robbie with him. That's fine. I I just wanted to get your thoughts. It's funny you say that um, about kind of the whole patience aspect of it. Because did you see the stuff with Gary Neville? And Jamie oh, Carragher brought it up about the Salford it? manager being sacked. It's like what is it? He was there for four months and he won the EFL trophy because well. because he because Graham Alexander, obviously now at Motherwell, was their previous yeah. manager and I think led them to the EFL final. And then obviously yes, he did. the boy, the other boy, wins it with them. Richie Wellens, I think his name is, and now yes, he's been was, punted. Yeah. So someone I fucking hate Salford, man. <laughs> oh. Well, th- th- this is a good point because Salford, to some, are seen with what is wrong with modern football. Um, yeah. Our both were the first club that we haven't scored against this season. However, last week, of course, I asked you and the listeners about the idea of a Hearts senior affiliate club, a sort of team above us in the food chain, if you like, that we can loan players wait, from. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, sorry to interrupt your really good Like, What was that random our both start for? I don't know, just about clubs. Uh, we were talking about modern football and then clubs. <laughs> it's just the way you ran that we just went. Just, it's like you're making a point about this thing. By the way, our both the only team that we're not going against this. No, I was talking about modern football then bringing in the club <laughs> aspect and it was all coming up Millhouse till you bloody interrupted. But of course, the senior affiliate idea that a sort of team above us in the food chain um, that we can loan players from, like I say, gain that bit more exposure and form a, a kind of partnership uh, with. I know that Folk are probably bored to tears by now. Um, I understand if folk are wanting to skip through this bit. However, we did get a few responses on Twitter, so thank you very much to those that did reply. We before, we get, before we get the listeners' take on it, though, mate, is there anybody in mind for you? We did get a fair few. Right, I've got two. Uh-huh, go on. Go with Schalke, just because I fucking like Schalke. Right? Regardless of how rubbish they are, they're absolutely going to be in the second tier next season. It's fine. I like Schalke. But... An actual one. I would love us to link up with Leon. Leon, interesting. Yeah, is that not who HMFC France supports as well? Maybe. I I'm. Don't know. I'm convinced that's who. Let Lloyd us know. Supports. I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. Um, but yeah, I just and again, a lot of this is to do with personal affinity. I like Leon. I like Memphis Depay. <laughs> oh. so I'm quite biased. <laughs> But it's funny you say that because Stuart has replied to uh, to our tweet, Stuart Morrison, a loyal listener, and I caught him off guard with the whole Memphis thing when he copyrighted his name. Oh, I know you did. I know you did. You so were horrible. I, I just want to say on the pod, Stuart, I'm so sorry, mate, but I could not resist. I knew I'd get somebody and I thought one of my gullible pals would fall for it, but sorry about that. You were horrible. I was. Shall we, shall we start with Stuart's suggestion? As, yes, as we're course, talking about them, because he he actually responded this afternoon as we record, and he said maybe like a mid to low end Premier League team, West Ham have a good few youngsters, or Newcastle 
which would yes that would be fully on board for Newcastle that would be quality but I don't want us to deal with Mike Ashley just just I don't want both my clubs to be involved with Mike Ashley that would be too depressing (laughs) however if it's a world where Mike Ashley isn't in charge of Newcastle and Budge takes over Newcastle fuck it and and listen, I, I mean, imagine we got a friendly down at either St James or they could come up to Tiny again. Oh, unbelievable! I couldn't go to that game. How? Just because you were split loyalties. And then I was working, and then John Joe Shelby. Oh, that's right. Castle bus <laughs> rolled the into the McDonald's I was working at, <laughs> and John Joe Shelby told me the score and said, "Actually, these were all right." <laughs> all right. That was the last all right performance we put in. <laughs> Dwight Gale bought four Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no word of a lie. Actually true. Oh dear. Right. Well, we had obviously a couple other English suggestions which were quite um quite interesting. The old Castle Rock said, um, I think a mid-table Premier League club like Leeds would be ideal for getting young players Jimmy Dunn type standard. As for more foreign clubs, you mentioned Schalke on the pod, which would be a more glamorous shout. Leeds, I saw somebody else suggest. and we Not got, Connor Shaughnessy's fucking club, man. We, we got shot down for the, the Connor Shaughnessy um, tie, so... I don't I'd know. like Leeds. If BLS is still there, I'd like Leeds, just so we have that link. I do like Leeds as well. They're fun to watch. I mean, a, yeah, a, exactly. a similar style would be unbelievable, but... I mean, that was Stendhal's style. Yeah. It's just like, fucking go for it. Fuck defending. <laughs> just go for it. The best the best form of defence is attack, or other way around, whatever the fuck it is. Um, that was a fantastic butcher into that. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, but obviously, we obviously did have some other um, English shouts. George or Jordan Finlayson says Chelsea they have a mental amount of youth players now this is one that I wanted to pick up on because as far as I was aware there's their sort of young players tended to end up at your Brentford's Fulham's QPR's you know the kind of neighboring um lower league or lower prestige clubs um because I think Brentford cut their academy saying that they were basically reliant on yeah. on youth players from Chelsea weren't they but then he also came back to me saying that he reckons that they've got a couple abroad as well, like the NAC Breda link in, in Holland. Mm-hmm. So that's quite interesting. But a, a group that I thought was was quite cool and out the box, given the, the suggestions that we that we got, was from JK. And he said, Watford, they have tons of young foreign players who come from their partner clubs who come in and aren't good enough for the Premier League just yet, but need to be bloodied in. Gave a couple examples. And then from my knowledge... Watford, I think, are owned by the Pozzo family. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. And they, I, I knew of them owning um, Udinese in in Italy, but he came back to me saying that there's obviously Watford and Udinese, but Granada and Fluminense, so a Spanish and a Brazilian club mm-hmm. within that as well. Granada's very interesting because the Europa League, I believe, that's the first Europa League run that they've had, and they're through the quarterfinals. So yeah, just just goes to show, but. I mean, some of these shouts were brilliant. Um, obviously, the the English ones first and foremost. But Sean Donnelly, who you mentioned earlier, his his response was one of my favourites. He said, "Marseille, Lille, Frankfurt, or Wolfsburg for young players." Then he tapped into the brand exposure, which was uh, an aspect that I was particularly interested in. He said, "Gamba Osaka in Japan, mm-hmm. or Hearts of Oak in Ghana for brand exposure." That would be phenomenal. 
That'd be class. Hearts versus Hearts of Oak, and we all head on that over to Ghana amazing. for a friendly. That would be amazing. I'd love that. Literally, the Gorgie going global. Unbelievable. Um, that'd be class, actually. That would be class, but without doubt, my, my favourite shout has to be Ajax Amsterdam, which was suggested by John Cleland and Harry Temple, obviously a, a loyal listener. Um, and John Cleland gave his reasoning saying, fantastic youth academy, so be a few decent players on loan potentially, decent trip away for pre-season friendly and decent brand exposure. Could you imagine the trips to Amsterdam? Oh my goodness. Following Hartstead on pre-season. I feel it's quite an obvious one because of the like they're the best academy in the world. But there's a reason they're the best academy in the world. So it it would be any club in the world really. It doesn't matter your stature. Would love to be affiliated with Ajax because it is just a factory of talent. Absolutely, and I obviously got into conversation with with Harry about it. Um, and he obviously said they're famous for the academy. Always seem to produce good youngsters. And then he came back to me saying, never knew that I had such an, a fascination for tulips. Sure, that's what I'm uh, heading over to Amsterdam for. Um, but no, that would be that would be brilliant. And that would be really good. Do you know what I'd also like, from a, a Hearts perspective, tying in from Ajax, there was a kit we had, which was white with a navy stripe in the Ajax style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that, that was an absolute beauty. There's a photo... Is that the one where the badge was in the middle? Yes, it was. And the Yukio Bankas was written kind of up the side of the, the navy stripe. Yeah, just was off, it Hummel? Off the white. Was it when we were still I with think, Hummel? Uh, I think it was Umbro, maybe. Oh, it might have been Umbro. It might have been there's, Umbro, There's actually, a photo yeah. that my dad's got of me and my sister on the beach on holiday somewhere. And there's like little... God, must be about eight or nine uh, wearing it. So I'll see if, see if I can yes. find that. It's an absolute topper. Um... But yeah, I mean, some of the shouts were brilliant. And there's there's a final one. Obviously, we talked about... Well, I say a final one. There's a final one I want to touch on. But first of all, we also kind of tapped into Atalanta and Aberdeen linking up. Mm-hmm. And the old Castle Rock actually came back to me saying that Anne Budge had mentioned in an interview uh, before the season started that they were looking at links in the USA. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if we're looking into a partner club over there... I mean, you've just slated MLS, but that would be quite cool. I'd like it just because we'd be affiliated with an American club and it's slightly different. I don't know about... the. I mean, Weston McKenney came through the MLS system. He's at Juventus now. Um, try to Sergino Dest, who's at Barca. Oh, he was unbelievable for Barca at the weekend. He, was, he scored there. Yeah. yeah, he was really good. Very impressive. Um, um, Trying to think of like current other Americans. Pulisic. I don't know if he actually came through. I think he the was American all Europe, system. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. he started his career. It would be interesting. Yanks coming over to play for the, the Jambos. Hey, I loved Perry Kitchen. <laughs> um, Captain and, America. And lastly, but my pal Ross came back to me saying, on a realistic note. Surprised that we haven't made a move for a more official partnership with Edinburgh City. And we briefly touched on City. I said that, obviously, that brilliant tweet saying that they're surprised that they're not a part of that City group with Manchester City, Melbourne City, uh, New York and whatever. But I think this this is a good one um, because I recall writing an article for, for Not The Old Firm 
uh, when I worked for them, saying that Edinburgh City would be an ideal affiliate club. And I've actually got a, a mate that plays for them, um, a work pal of mine, Robbie McIntyre, the, the left-back, scored the winner at the weekend, Gary Naismith's first match in charge. Um, but I think we need to only look at City kind of aiding Ryan Porteous's development. I know he had a shocker at the weekend, but to go from Edinburgh City to the Scotland squad's no mean feat, and they've taken a couple of Hibs youngsters on loan there before. I think there's one, there's one in the middle of the park that plays currently. Can't remember the boy's name. Hey, I mean, I'm currently looking at my window, looking at Ainsley Park right now, so it'd be local for me. Josh Campbell, that's his name. Um, that's his name. That would that would be brilliant though if if we could even because ideally when Hearts are back in the Prem and we get international breaks, even just going somewhere local to check out City and watch a couple Hearts youngsters in action would be good. I mean, in fairness, I I get to watch their games for free because <laughs> I just live at the stadium. Um, but yeah, it would be cool. It'd be cool if the two like the club I support and the club I live beside are affiliated. That'd be cool. That would be good. Well, um, so would Schalke be your kind of ideal, you know, glamour affiliation if we're... Schalke and Newcastle would be just purely because of my clubs from other leagues. Have Schalke Um, and Newcastle not got a link? I think they do. I'm I'm convinced that they do. We need to tap into that, 100%. Just because, hey, Gary Locks, uh, English team's Newcastle and all. And obviously the the John Robertson love story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, yeah. We've got we've got tune ties. Why not? Are you still sticking with Roma? I think I am. I think I am. But although Ajax would just be unbelievable. Um, yeah. It's funny you mentioned Roma because obviously they were my choice given my YouTube video, and I've actually ordered another Mystique jersey. So if you're bored this international break, you can check that out. And also check out your short film, young man. It seems to be popping off. Well, it's it's thank you. It's it's doing very well. You can actually see Ainsley Park in that. Ainsley Park's in it. There we go. Um, Hearts, yeah. Hearts Future Affiliate Club. There you go, people. Absolutely. Of course, Robbie's said that we're in a good position in the league, so we can focus on the Scottish Cup. Um, we have eight players missing for the. Broader yeah. Rangers clash, which is would a, have been nine, would have been nine, w- would have been nine, and congratulations to Liam Boyce and his partner. Just gonna throw that out there, but of course, eight players missing. Craig Gordon and Michael Smith are away on international duty with Scotland and Northern Ireland, respectively, which is a bit of a blessing because Michael Smith would have been suspended anyway, according to the article that Barry Anderson wrote. Um, our man Andy Halliday is out through suspension, so he can yes. continue to chat on Open Goal, Clyde Super Scoreboard, BBC Sports Sound, all that jazz. And then on the treatment table, we've got Stephen Kingsley, picked up his injury at the weekend, Jamie Brandon, like I mentioned, John Souter, Josh Janelli, and club captain Stephen Naismith are all out injured. So what are you expecting for the clash up in the Highlands, mate? Well, first of all, I'd like to just call out Barry Anderson right now for making every Hearts fan collectively shit themselves Oh this my god, don't even. I got up from my afternoon nap and it was the first thing I saw. You know, it, it, when it's quote tweeted as well, so it's not even like I saw the other link. Oh my goodness. For those who missed it, it's just the headline, Craig Gordon is leaving Hearts in safe hands, which caused my sisters, who aren't even Hearts fans, to go, 
is Craig Gordon leaving hearts? <laughs> that was, oh, chaos. That was heart and mouth moment. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. However, I do think he is right in what he said in the form of Ross Stewart being in goals. People, Ross Stewart's obviously only played twice and he's conceded on both games. However, generally, I think his performance has been good. We've spoke about how I hope we sign him at the end of the season for to be our number two for the next couple of years behind Gordon with Harry Stone's third choice. So I'm fine with that. However, the actual team, I think it's going to be like this. I think it's going to go. Andy White left back. Mihai Popescu right back. Craig Halkett and Christoph Berra. Andy Irvin. Aaron McInef and Peter Herring, GMS. No, I fucked this because I forgot we did. Oh, no, yeah. Boys, Nandwili. For some reason, I didn't think we had Nandwili. But yeah, we've got everybody. So I think we're going to go a pretty strong team. Do you think we'll stick with the diamond? Even after yes. the, the weekend frustration? Yes. Oh, maybe no, though, because it's Perpescu and White. As fullbacks, I'm happy. White, I'm, I'm happy. Fine. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I was about to say I'm happy with White down the left hand side providing that um, attacking outlet, but I can't Maybe see Mihai Popescu be doing better that. because he doesn't need to position himself centrally. Because <laughs> you know how he just kind of oh. does what he wants and roams about. You're able to do that more as a fullback. I cannot wait to see their left winger absolutely terrorise him playing out of position. I mean, I'm more worried about Berra. I'll be honest. <laughs> This is some laugh, honestly. How with the budget that we've got can we not be prepared for a game against Brora Rangers? I think Rangers we will win comfortably. I'm st- oh. I'm just worried about Christoph Berra whenever he plays. <laughs> I listen, you, you can die on that hill alone about us winning comfortably. I think it'll be grim. Well, what if it's... Right, but this is the thing. What if it's 1-0 but we have 39 shots with 38 on target and the keeper has the game of his life. That's a comfortable... Wi- they have no shots. We have 90% possession, but it's only 1-0. That's still a very comfortable win. Of course, I, I get what you're saying. I think we'd need to evaluate the chances. Oh, my fucking God. What? <laughs> we would! What? If, if, say they're all 25-yard you know, speculative efforts that just registers a shot on target. Then so See, what? See, if we ever have a game where we have 39 shots with 38 on target, I don't give a fuck if they're all goal kicks. That's a good performance. <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, Hearts would still find a way to make it absolutely, you know, tense. I'd I be, dare disagree I, with that. I would be tapping myself in the last five minutes, <laughs> adamant that they would somehow nick an equaliser against the run of play. Right, listen, we, I know we're focusing on Brewer, but I want to go back to a point that we kind of raised, that you raised, actually, oh earlier. God. We're going back to the yes. anger and the rage and the yeah. discussion. This oh, oh good. Just been. just a perfect way <laughs> to round off. Exactly. You don't think we'll be top six next season? No, I don't. No. I think we will. I Why? I top five. On what basis? That this league is nowhere near similar to next season. Players will be leaving other clubs. Players will be joining. Exactly. Other clubs. So surely then it's leaving. trickier in the tier above. That's how it works predominantly. No, no. That that's how it works for when we are teams come up and then have to play 
backs to the wall like we've been playing like the opposition we've been playing oh right? my god but Hibs as we're often comparing the league performances to in recent months for some fucking reason Hearts fans seems obsessed with this but fine let's go for that Hibs took three years to come out of this division and only won it by ten points or something like that they did win they the Scottish finished... Cup in that time mate just, like, yeah just to clarify right, but Okay, we got to two Scottish Cup finals in that time as well, right? Hibs were clear by 38 points and finishing the top four in their first season. Now, I'll even take away the Rangers thing, because you can't really include Rangers, because they're the money they have. They're an anomaly, like, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Like They should be coming up and immediately challenging, which they didn't really, but they immediately solidified themselves right at the top, but they should. The tactics we play work better against teams who are having a go at us and you can't you don't even need to go oh well maybe because we've literally seen it when we've played two premiership oppositions this season we beat one of them and we were two kicks away from beating the other one right okay name me outside the old firm a, a scottish football manager and team that employs attacking tactics because i can't think of any well this is the thing though you fucked me here because i don't watch Scottish football so I don't know well how can you make a claim like that then because there's a difference in attacking tactics and putting two banks of five (laughs) which is what every team in this division's done there is a difference in that and also Robbie Nielsen in his time in the premiership has done very very well very well has incredibly well has been the keyword there Right, but the he's, only he's not managed. He's, in the, he's not managed well. in the top tier since he, he left us. Right. So then, so then the only evidence we have to go on is what he did previously. Which right. Is very well. Right. Okay. Well, look at look at his Dundee United team. They absolutely walked this right. league. And they've yeah, and they, then they and they and they were they, right. Okay, but they were sixth for the majority of. Mickey Mellon's not. He's hardly brought anybody in. He's brought a centre half. Off the top yeah, of my head, Mark McNulty, who is absolutely horrendous, can I just say? He is terrible. But um, this is my point in regards to the Dundee United thing. They are a team that need to, in my opinion, for the first couple of years when they come back, is solidify themselves building blocks in the division. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, absolutely. But, Whereas we have the expectations to immediately go back up and compete in the top four. I, 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 don't, I don't think we'll be anywhere near the top four. I think we'll be top five. I just look at it and think, you were talking about sort of players changing clubs. We've already lost out on Stuart Finlay and he's opted to play for Philadelphia Union in the States rather than coming to Hearts. We can't be that attractive and all. Uh, at, at the same time, you were saying how earlier we got Gomis and Barabin on a free. We signed Osman Sofri, a random Finnish team that we'd never heard of. No, was Palado. he not at Palace? Wasn't I don't so. Know. I think I if it's no was at Crystal Palace with Neil Alexander, if my memory serves me. If that's bang on, that's good knowledge, can I just say. But again, like we, the point I'm making is we signed June from a random team. It's like we, we signed a lot of players under Nielsen that no one had really heard of or oh. did very well. <laughs> Nobody no so, had heard of whatsoever. I couldn't have yeah, told exactly. you anything about Wanma prior to him arriving exactly, at Gordy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, there is that aspect of 
just because someone's a name like Andy Halliday and Gary Mackay-Steven doesn't mean they're automatically good. That's actually been an issue that we've had in the last few years where we've signed a name that we go, they're good, Glenn Whelan's class. And then it's just been awful. Whereas players that we've never really touched upon, like Peter Herring, have come in and done really well. There are, of course, exceptions to that. I was going to say, Christ, that's the understatement of the year. But... More often than not, I'd say, since Nielsen left, whenever we've signed a big name, they've not delivered to the level many Hearts fans expected them to. Well, if they're a striker and they pull on that maroon shirt, then the goals just yeah, exactly. disappear. But exactly. I, I don't know. I, I feel as though this Premiership-proven route... I, 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 I think players are then more worthy of criticism because, of course, because we've, seen what, we've totally seen what they've done for other clubs. Fish. Yeah, aye. But I just, I, I don't know. It, uh, put it this way, it'll be a very interesting summer. And we can come back to this kind of top five shout early on next season after a handful of games. Because Absolutely. our last Premiership campaign, if my memory serves me, we lost up in Aberdeen. We drew it home to Ross County. We were absolutely abysmal and should have got beat. I can't even think of the other... Sorry, we had an opening day 4-3 against St Johnston at home. No, sorry, I mean the last Premiership campaign that we had, mate. With oh, L- sorry. With, with Levine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I c- oh, God, I've ripped that from my mind. I couldn't even tell you. I you can know, only tell you the wins that we had. It's about St Mirren, Hibs twice and Rangers. Yep. That's how bad it actually was. Oh, let's not, let's yeah. not talk about that. Let's just... I can't remember the first five or six fixtures and nah, I've, I've eradicated them from my memory. Bar the Ross County game because I was on holiday and by all accounts we should have got beat. So that was a laugh. <laughs> well, so, right, we'll make this prediction now. Do you think we'll get top six next season? No. I'd, I'd take I it. I think we will. Oh, I think we will. Well, do you know what the thing is with this prediction right now? Of course it's ridiculous because yeah. the summer will bring changes naturally. Let's let's come to after a handful of games, like I say. I still think this squad would get top six. Do you? Mate, St Mirren were two goals away for getting it. I think St Mirren looked better than us defensively. But they look shit attackingly, apparently. Attackingly, I've just made up a word. Offensively. <laughs> attackingly. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. It's been a bit of a longer one, and it has easily been the most heated debate anger focus but that's class that's exactly what we want how shit would it be if we both came in here and it was just like what do you think yeah i agree this should be <laughs> 10 minutes long oh, i can't, um, can't wait to listen back to it exactly so thank you very much for listening we are at perth paisley on everything on facebook twitter youtube where you can just look at still images leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice it massively massively helps if you want to get in contact with us all the socials and pertapaisley at gmail.com will be actually checking it now we promise um, yeah as Adam said he's got his YouTube channel as well we're going to start doing this now plugging personal stuff because you've got a load of stuff tell them the, everything that you've got I do so you can get me on all the socials at Adam T Kendall and obviously I preview the Scottish Premiership matches for whoscored.com I also try and churn out a little 
sort of predictions video given my reasoning you know that sort of jazz um on youtube wasn't able to record one this week and i'm gonna have to try and work out a, a bit of a better sort of routine to do that um and the mystique jersey idea has been something that i've wanted to do for a while so now i've finally got around to that as well so obviously the first time was roma and hopefully i'll have a, a video this weekend although i am waiting on um delivery so yeah, happy days. So you can check me out on YouTube now as well. As for yourself, mate, the floor is yours. So I don't have much. I'm just at dmcriver22. What was your Twitter? Did you say your Twitter? I did. I'm on all the socials, at Adam T. Kendo. There we go. I'm at dmcriver22. Yeah, I've, d- I've done a short film. It's like five minutes long. It's pretty weird. Uh, so if you've got five minutes to spare, just watch that. It's on my YouTube channel. Archive of the Mark. However, just go to my Twitter and it's the pinned tweet right there. We will be back next week to discuss a whole bunch of stuff. Hopefully some wins. <laughs> Probably not, though. <laughs> Cannot wait to come back as we've been knocked out the Scottish Cup by a Highland League side. However, and, and have we'll drawn 0-0 at Old McQueen in the South. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be class. So, join us next week for episode number 38 and we'll see you next time. Keep the faith! Mother Jai Tease! <laughs>